This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 281. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on episode 281, we continue our look at the Forgotten Jally box sets released by Vinegar Syndrome. We are on box set number three. The first movie in that box set going chronological is Murder Mansion. Myself and the phenomenal, phenomenal Dave Parker will be discussing that after the first break. Before we get to that, let's catch up a brand new week of podcasts ahead of you, ladies and gents, and it all starts here. However, on Thursday, we are doing Movie Club, the final instalment of our four-part series looking at David Cronenberg. So you have until Wednesday to get your reviews of Eastern Promises into me to make it on that episode. There may be an episode on Saturday. There may be. I'm not entirely sure. I'm still waiting for a screener for a movie that I want to review and get out for Saturday and I've been promised that I will get it by the midweek mark. If I do, that episode will be on Saturday. If I don't, that's your lot from Under the Stairs. Ain't no Sunday episode this week. On the Teaputs Collective today, the day that this episode is dropping, you're getting a brand new installment of Dawn and Rastar. And... At the end of this week, on Sunday, 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 you'll be getting an update on Chronicle, which is basically telling you where we are moving with Season 4. I've got a great idea, and it's going to take me about a month to move the parts around, but assuming that comes into place nicely, then I have a really cool concept, and it will mean that there will be guests on the episode. For the first time in Chronicle, there will be other voices than myself. So keep your eyes peeled for that one and that's your intro that's where we are that's what we're doing let's roll into the movie review shall we i'm going to take a short break just now you're going to hear promos for shows that i love you're going to hear the trailer for murder mansion from 1972 when i return myself and dave parker reviewing that movie right after this As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app and remember say hello to your little friend for me
and welcome back ladies and gents. So we are continuing our jaunt through the Forgotten Jelly box sets from Vinegar Syndrome. This is the first movie in box set number three. This is the seventh movie that we've done in this series and we're looking at Murder Mansion. Joining me as always is my good buddy Dave Parker. How you doing sir? Excellente. Excellent. Excellent. I like it. I'm smart. <laughs> You've been, I've always said that. I've always said that. I was like, you've got to watch out for Dave. He's too smart. He knows too much. He knows Spanish. He knows. Yeah, I mean that instantly makes you suspicious. Maybe if I had a little America. mustache. It would. <laughs> you should totally do <laughs> that. A little, little tiny, little Richard mustache. Never trust that guy. Vincent Price, Little Richard, John Waters. I'm there's not turning theme, my back on him. There's a theme. There's a theme rolling through here. Uh, yeah, this is this is the first of the third box set, and I mean, I'm gonna go back over the details, but I was to see my interest was piqued when we last recorded would be an understatement. Uh, the synopsis for this one was like, yeah, this is kind of this kind of feels like my sort of bag. So let's get into it. Murder Mansion on a dark and foggy night in the countryside. A group of apparent strangers all find themselves stranded at an old gothic mansion. Deciding to spend the night and looking for help the following morning, the group pair off to bed. As the night wears on, increasingly strange events begin to occur, culminating in murder. Tensions and suspicions arise and fear mounts that the ghosts of the mansion have arisen from the grave, especially when more bodies turn up. But this is the explanation but is this the explanation behind these ghastly events truly supernatural? One of the best and most effective combination of mid-60s style gothic Euro horror and early 70s flavoured giallo intrigue, Francesco La Polpop, I think is how you pronounce that, Spanish-Italian co-production Murder Mansion, originally titled The Mansion in the Fog, became a drive-in and late-night TV hit in the US during the mid-1970s, never legally released in the United States on disc. Vinegar Syndrome proudly presents his Blu-ray premiere of Murder Mansion, newly restored in 4K from its original negative and including the original Spanish soundtrack along with its English and nearly impossible to find Italian dubs. Um, okay, this is from 1972 and what I said to you just before we hit recording is not sure this is a giallo. Um, even even with the giallo intrigue that they're flogging there, still not sure this is a giallo. What what, what was uh, where do you lie on this one? Not that we're snobs or elitists, but this one kind of felt like we were stretching. Yeah. Um. Geez, <laughs> it it tries so hard not to be a giallo. Mm. They do all these things to make it seem like a gothic, like almost myth, like folklore horror yeah. or folk horror. Mm-hmm. But then, like, at the very end, they're like, oh, guess what? It's not. It's like, but I know it is because it's in the Jello box set. And plus, you tried so hard not to be a Jello, and then you throw that. I don't even know. Like, I don't hate it. It's just fucking, I don't know. It, a lot of these, like, Jello is stretched. It's like yeah. everybody's writing, like, essays to, like, put it in the Jello. Like, somebody was explaining that Death Has Blue Eyes, the new Nico movie, mm-hmm. that Arrow, no, it's an old Nico movie put by Arrow, is also considered a Jello with Jello right. influences. I was like, who the fuck wrote that? The fucking title is, that's it. Yeah, maybe that's as far as I got to it. They were just scouring for, for titles that sounded vaguely Jalloistic and then went, oh, yeah. that's the, that must be. I mean, does it have a killer in it? Then it must be. 
It must be. It's got the gothic tropes, and it's mm-hmm. got the flashback psychological damage that would consider it a giallo. And yeah. that all ties into It's like half a giallo, half a gothic. It is a mixture, but also at the same time, the gothic stuff ends up... Well, not the gothic murder for, like, profit, but, like, the actual, like, supernatural elements... I don't know. Are we spoiling this? Uh, I think we can. I, like, I was, I was kind of contemplating this because I don't think this is one that, even though it's talking about the late night showings and driving popularity of the 1970s, I don't know if I have many listeners who would have been of age in the 70s no. to go and see this. So I'm, I'm feeling that it's off the beaten track, but I also feel like it's very difficult to tiptoe around the sheer amount of yeah. what's going on in this movie because there is they're throwing everything at the wall hoping for a single element to really stick so yeah i think i think spoiling it's fine okay yeah this it, it just i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> but no at the very end you're like oh so it's none of that like yeah. and they literally spent so much time on this rich mythology and you're like oh i kind of wish it was like the baba style vampire shit or mm-hmm. something like that or the uh, like, what is this story? Uh, Night of the Devils or something just cool like that, or but it just ends up being really kind of generic at the end, even though it's anything but until then. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think like the the, the setup, the the idea of the kind of the old dark house, the the people being stuck there, the the idea of the kind of dead. Um, mother and the chauffeur but the mother being maybe a witch and the idea of vampirism and all the, all that set pieces with the soundtrack and the you know the 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 fog filled cemetery and all oh, the yeah, rest yeah. i was like this is this is oh this is just like hitting all the sweet spots for me um in terms of like k- kind of euro gothic horror and i was loving it, it was very much kind of elements of kind of 60s bava and i i was yeah. i was totally into it and then the movie just kept going and then I thought for a while it kind of felt a little bit like there was shades of like an amicus production going on here Dude, just, what, do you have the note do you have that written down <laughs> listen to my first note that I wrote <laughs> the first 40 minutes of this movie would make the best 5 minutes opening for an amicus anthology <laughs> And that's 40 minutes of this movie in five minute amicus where like eight guys are just like, hey, what are you doing here? I don't know. Yeah. I'm game to see this crypt for no particular fucking yeah. reason. And then the door closes. And like, you are here for a reason. And then it's like all these actors like Peter Cushion and shit looking at each other. Like, oh, and then we know exactly that literally the first 40 minutes, I literally thought that, it has, that, that they were all dead. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that was like where I was, I was like, this is the only explanation that, that. And then like you see at the very end, I think it tries to be. I'm not even going to say he tries to be clever. I think it feels like the the ending almost feels like it's been tagged on as a, you know, we have something written here. It's not really a giallo, but if we make it a giallo, then it might sell a bit better because it's 1972 and everyone's, you know, every movie's a giallo. So I kind of get that. It just felt, it felt weirdly tagged on. And I mean, that that's a bit of a letdown. And also at the same time, I just feel it's it's very it's very messy. There's a lot going on. I I, I found it very yeah. difficult to keep track of characters and who they were. Um, I was like, oh, you're the no, you're the one that was picked up on the road. So that means you're the are you the wife that got wife. lost? Yeah, like are, you, are you cheating on him or what? Or married Dude. to somebody or have <laughs> the flashback? I don't give a shit. He has the 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 wife's husband has a conversation with his mistress. In which, in that conversation with his mistress, he basically says, "It's you know, it's been very difficult with him and his wife, but he hopes things work out." 
it's like and then and then then he's not in the rest of the fucking movie never that part's really dumb they only they only put that part in there so when he shows up at the end you're not like who the fuck is that guy yeah literally yeah i i, I felt a bit i, I don't know I just I, to me i wouldn't be surprised if this maybe went through a couple of different hands in terms of the the, the screenplay because it, it does feel like there's there's one part's been written somewhere and then we've taken it in a different direction and then someone else is coming in the end to, to write, which is not uncommon for for yeah you know, yeah um, especially they would go through several hands anyway but and also the, what was weird about this as well is there were shades um there were shades in here not only like of of, of the kind of baba side but specifically the 60s baba side so there's like small yeah. elements of something like um like kill black, baby kill yeah kill baby kill black sabbath as well um a little bit yeah, in terms of, yeah and, and and you know like when she's sitting lying in the bed and then the you know the the woman's dead head well dead face turns around to look at her <laughs> um you know it just kind of reminded me of the drip and i was like it's like yeah, there's yeah. so many of these elements that I really like, but then I kept. What was weird about it? It wasn't until maybe about 10, 15 minutes from the end I was like that. Oh, that's right. This is in the jello box. This <laughs> 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 just one I picked off the shelf. Um, um the yeah. music is fucking great. Right when it opens so up and it's like da 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 da, and then it incorporates the weird howling, like the wind, and like mm. when the kills are happening or the almost kills or the almost. fake kills or whatever. <laughs> The music's fucking great. It's probably the best thing in the movie, and yeah. the howling in there is just fantastic. It's it's a real memorable score. Yes, I totally agree. It was one of those ones that like you. I found myself smiling whenever it was on, um, and you know it, it paired really well with the specifically the kind of quote unquote supernatural scenes of the movie. It just yeah. it sat really well with it. There's a, a almost a kind of there's a bit of the spectacle of like the very end of something like the Beyond. We've got that kind of the music starts rising up when they're when they realise that they're in the, ultimately in the painting. You can't beat the beyond though. At no, the end there. no, no, nothing beats the beyond. The beyond is like if you had a top trumps card for endings and you know Italian horror movies or just horror movies in general. I mean that might be one of the top ones in there. Is that I I play my beyond card against your yeah beyond is the best. <laughs> I, I don't see it. What's a better Italian ending than the beyond? Tenenbrae. Is a good one. It's not Tenebrae's better. Though. got a great ending, but yeah, I'm with you. It's not. It's not. But I mean, you're you're trapped in per, you're trapped in purgatory at the end of, you, which yeah. has been which has been in this picture that you've seen three or four times. And uh, yeah, it's, and, and it's kind of fucking rad. It's wonderful because <laughs> like you see characters with those eyes in the beyond, and yes. you're like, what the fuck are their eyes like that? And you realize they saw the beyond, and mm -hmm. it fucking fucked them up so bad that that's what your eyes look like now that you've been there. So yeah. we're just talking about the beyond. Like this keeps yeah. happening with these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then some drunk guy and then the beyond remember, remember when he has the gun and like the girl turns into a little creature and he yeah. shoots her in the head and like flies back and then the brains come forward that was cool it's, yeah I think the thing about the murder mansion in general is that I watched it and I just kind of felt like there's like you say the score is the, the MVP of the movie um, the acting isn't particularly great um, the costume design on specifically the the kind of dead chauffeur is kind of fucking rad. <laughs> I kind of loved it. He looks cool. It's, it's really. He looks really... like he's from the Night Stalker, doesn't he? Yes, yes, oh yes. Never fucking talking. Um, 
so I like those elements, but then, like I say, there's a lot of acting in here which isn't necessarily as good. Um, well, a lot of it's not good. And a story that just feels really muddled. And by the, like I say, by the end of it, I was like, all right, we're, we're going there to finish the movie. Huh. Right. Um, not sure how I feel about that. And we're, we're happy ending credits. Oh, okay. Yeah, the weird fin at the end where the, it's just like, okay, this isn't Cannibal Holocaust again. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it, I don't... I, I don't know, I'm kind of conflicted about this one because I didn't necessarily, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think that is a bad movie, but I don't think it's a good movie either, but I think this one has elements that I think had they just stayed the course, then, yeah. you know, this, this could have been, once again, not a, a, a great giallo, but a great European horror movie, Italian horror movie, kind of gothic horror. I think it would have been really, really, sure. really good. Um, I'm also with you. Like, I kind of felt like after about the 40 minute mark, it's kind of feeling like this would make a great hour movie. You know what I mean? If we're doing the kind of yeah. amicus approach, like small vignettes, wrap it up in an hour, boom, that's us done. <laughs> like you, you mentioned in the classic amicus fashion, the reveal, they're all dead. Like, that's the reveal every time. You deserve a- this. You belong here. <laughs> It's every every Amicus movie is like that, and the shocking reveal. I love is, the cutback. You're dead in those Amicus movies when it just like cuts back to like the character realizing he's dead, and it's just like him staring at the camera. You know what I mean? Uncomfortably. You know exactly. Get the scenes over. And he's like the guy. You hear like the crypt keeper, the vault keeper, telling him off camera, like, yep. "Yes, you deserve this." And he's like. I just want to watch an Amicus movie. <laughs> I think that's kind of how I felt as well. Like when this finished, I was like that. Like Amicus, maybe a bit of Doctor Terror's Train of Horror. You know, I could watch that. Doctor Terror's House of Horror. Sorry, I could shove that on. You know, like something like that where they fully commit to it. They go all in. It kind of feels like yeah. where I want to be. Um, I, like interestingly enough, similar to the previous movie that we, we did on this review. My kind of things I wanted to discuss about were relatively light. Um, it finished and I was like, all right, cool. Um, that's that one ticked off the list. I don't think it's top tier for the collection. I don't think it's the worst one no. in the collection I've seen either. But at the same time, though, um, it's an interesting talking point on some of the scares in it. But, you know, from the, the kind of Euro horror stuff. But in terms of like, it's merit in the box set. I can kind of see why they maybe put it in here. They've got licensing rights to do it. It has that giallo ending. Um, so it kind yeah. of falls in there and we could put it in there. And this is definitely one I can't imagine was, you know, on the tip of everyone's tongues when they're discussing. Yeah, you know, it's lost. I, yeah. So. I don't really know it very well. There's a couple weird things about it. Like the movie like spends so much time on the character of Porter, but he yes. really doesn't have anything to fucking do with the end plot or anything. He's just like, I'm an asshole pervert. And then I become kind of a sad <laughs> asshole pervert. Yep. And then I fucking die. Yep. They're, they're pranks. No, I don't even want to call it pranks. It's not like it's a prank, but it would be if it was an 80 slasher. That, that would be a prank. It's a mm. prank, man. I accidentally <laughs> killed you, but it's a prank. But fucking these like elaborate scares are so ridiculously impossible to pull off. Like yeah. the floating fucking head. It's like, who made that? And you had to tell somebody that made it. Like, and then on top of that, like they fucking, they're taking their mask and disguises off. Like the lady's putting it on and off. It's like, that's not, that, no, you can't get that off in three and a half seconds. And I know I'm nitpicky. I don't really give a fuck, but it's still kind of like, <laughs> how fast do you get that on and off? There's no fucking way. <laughs> well, yeah, ultimately the movie kind of pigeonholes itself in there by making that a plot point 
Like it, it makes yeah. it a plot point, and and by making it that for the ending of the movie's purpose, it, you then have to kind of not be super critical, but you then have to try and work at the logic of it. At least in a Giallo movie, if the killer's revealed, then you know it's oh your lighthouse keeper Steve that I only saw in the opening. <laughs> this could be the end, and I can kind of roll with that. But when it's like no, that like in order to have done this, this is what should have happened, or this is how it happened. Um, yeah, I was, I'm kind of like you. I, I just kind of felt like it became a bit too elaborate to the point where I was like, I yeah. don't know if any of this is really tying up. And for not necessarily the... Once again, it's a trend in these movies. It's the familiar rationale behind it that you've seen done a million times before. I don't necessarily think putting all this extra stuff around it, like Mission Possible-esque sort of masks that you can pull off um, in 1972. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that necessarily makes the 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 end reveal any better to be honest it's still you're, you're basically wrapping the package in a different sort of wrapping paper it's still the same delivery um so it's still like when you're like you may think you're getting something more than you are but you actually realize what present you thought you were getting was wrapped in a bigger box it's still the same it's still the same reveal ultimately that you've had and god knows how many other jallos the, the kind of justification for it so i, I mean i'm I, yeah i'm was we on that as well like I don't know. I, like I say, I, like I, I watched it. Um, I tried to watch it last week, and I got I got about fifteen minutes in it, and I kept getting distracted. And I was like, right, we're not doing that." So I watched it. It finished about an hour before we started recording. And when it finished, I probably spent the first five minutes just going, "Right, um, let's let's unpack. Let's unpack what we've read." And what I realised was, like, even you mentioned, I don't think I'd picked up. Porter was the guy who felt up the woman in the car and ultimately strikes out. He's got no one. He's the first guy, maybe in an Italian horror movie we've seen that just keeps striking out with women. And he had a full set of hair. This is bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe this. That's the most <laughs> unbelievable thing in the movie. <laughs> it was nonsense. He was walking around drinking the whole. He's probably the most enjoyable character. If I went back and rewatch, he's he's very very funny. I what kind of what kind of love about him is like after he obviously makes a pass at the woman in the car and then she goes with the guy in the more bike and they think they finally got rid, rid of this dickhead only to arrive at the mansion and he's like hello <laughs> and then he fucking wanders in some lady's room in the middle of the night like drunk like I hate drinking alone I'm like motherfucker I'm sleeping get out I will kill you we've all had a roommate or something that's done that before two in the morning like this would be the perfect time for a heart a heart and a drink no it really wouldn't hey, hey. You're going to ask me how I am? No. <laughs> how's it going, man? You're going to ask me how's it going? I don't think I will. I don't think I will. <laughs> He's just waiting to pour his guts out. <laughs> Coughing under his breath every five minutes, and then you, like, roll over, and he's like, eh, 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 losing a hay in his breath. <laughs> I don't have that much either. Um, I do want to apologize to Charles Band. Um Ooh. A rare Ooh, apology right. to Charlie Van. Mansion of the Doomed was the movie that was put out on DVD by Full Moon. Not. And I think Vinegar Syndrome might have touched somebody. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I made a mistake last time. Charlie Van did not bootleg this. It was that shitty company like Desert Island, which oh, I don't even understand why they're called Desert Island. Like, are you making these on a desert island so you don't get fucking trouble? Or are you like, these are Desert Island films. Not on that potato quality you're putting them out on. Yeah, or like yeah, desert, like desert island movies. The idea of if you were trapped on a desert island, would you take yeah. 
Mortal Kombat yeah, Mortal Kombat no. fucking bootleg. <laughs> but not like, you can't even watch those. No, yeah. like they're just like bootleg too. They look like potatoes. They're yeah. filmed on potatoes. Mansion Mansion of the Doomed is uh, I did that last year for it was on the tier three video nasty list. I'm sure I didn't deserve it. Uh, no, well, like, I'm most of those movies, I'd, like, I've just recorded an episode today of the 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 next one coming up, which had um, the chant of Jimmy Blacksmith, which is a okay. really, really, really well made um, Australian kind of drama grindhouse movie. It's, it's excellent. Yep. Kind of exists in the same bubble as something like Wake and Fright, um, but also along beside it, Suspiria. <laughs> Um, so yeah my my brain kind of my brain kind of has to break with that Uh, and then in the next episode we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre so yeah because that was also on that tier 3 list god bless the video nasties I mean it worked they they wouldn't even really give that one a fucking rating they didn't even it like never really made it to UK in general that's right yeah it was it was almost it was almost banned outright um upon its upon its release so it never it got lumped in there but like you say you couldn't actually watch it beforehand anyway um i remember what the big deal about that movie kind of post um the repeal of the nasties in two 2001, 2002, um, when all the movies, like basically, they removed the law, and then all these movies finally made their way to like release through like Vitco's Vault of Horror and shit like that. And um, yeah. they played on national TV Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, and that was what I would have been 19, 20 or something. It was the first time I'd seen it on TV in a good copy because every time I'd watched it before it was like a ripped bootleg on VHS that had been played did you record it? Uh, yeah of course I did (laughs) (laughs) of course I fucking did Um, I I bought myself because I was 19 so I was like obviously I I am a man I bought myself a a, a bottle of Jack Daniels and me and, and Mr Jack Daniels sat down not sad at all at midnight and <laughs> watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, good times, man. Good times. Um, did you eat raw meat? I did not. I did not. Um, I don't like that. Not that this has anything to. Well, it's probably as pertinent as anything else that we've talked about tonight. But uh, I don't eat when I drink. Um, I, I, I don't know what? why. I, like if I go, your metabolism. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I like. I, I if I eat, then I stop drinking. If that makes sense. I, I get. I get. I don't know. I don't know. I, I try and keep. I don't. I don't drink anymore. Nah, that's, that's, see, that's the smart thing to do. That's what I should be doing. Um, but I eh, do whatever you want. You seem happier than me. <laughs> drink away. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's let's do grades for this because I'm really interested to see where you land on this. As you will remember, we do the old school Netflix grades here. One is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, five is loved it. We do accept point fives. Dave, what are you giving this movie, Murder Mansion? Well, I want to discuss some breaking news right before I give my rating. Oh shit! Um, Vinegar Syndrome did announce the fourth box set. Fuck off, really? But they're taking a page out of 88 films. And it's going to be the first three puppet masters. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You, you son of a bitch. Son... You, you always fall for it. You're like, Dude. son of a bitch. Well, the thing is, the thing you about, the th- well, the thing is about that 88 films and Imsmint is that I, 
like they posted like oh, obviously for April Fools, which I fucking hate April Fools because it's just an opportunity for for me to forget what day it is and then like get about most of the way through the day before I realise almost everything I've read has just been shite. Um, and I got, I I, um, I saw that and obviously I was like oh well right so they're finishing it but then they put a post saying that from their from their five announcements that they made. Um, Two of them are real and three of them aren't real, um, or like a variation of them. So I still think that the Slasher Classics Collection is going to finish at this 50. I just don't think the title is the same. So um, I, I'm, I don't know what makes me think that. Uh, I think it might be because I feel that they're genuinely running out of titles, uh, as seen by the next one I'll be doing, which is 10 to Midnight, starring Charles Bronson. Which is not a not fucking, really a it's not a slasher movie at all. And it's the, that's where we're at now. That's what we're releasing. So I kind of feel like maybe they're going to finish on 50. The thing is, I own the 88 films, Puppet Master. <laughs> so when they, it didn't even click to me. And I, like the, the worst thing about it is, had the announcement, I probably would have bought it. Now I had two copies of the same fucking movie from the same company. Fucking slip on there. Such a dickhead, man. Honestly, I'm such a dickhead when it comes to that. But this uh, one's got Pinhead, and this one's got Tunneler. <laughs> They're different. <laughs> this is actually the different variant where Tunneler has blood on his drill, and this one he doesn't. Oh, must buy. They're it. both forty nine ninety nine. You gotta have both. <laughs> Got have both. You can't, you, like, if you buy one, you have to buy the other one. You can't buy them separately. They come together. Yeah, one hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> so that's a bargain. <laughs> oh, you're gonna want them variants. All right. <laughs> Was I supposed to rate this? You were. You were. Like just to, like just to make sure you're not doing any eight films. They haven't a Nims box set for, have they? No. No. They have not announced box set. You're not evil man, Dave Parker. Got my hopes up there. I thought this this is a series that will never end. It feels like it after these last few. <laughs> Two to go, man. I, Two to go. We'll get there. I keep coming in like, man, am I just getting burnt out? And then like you're like, no, I feel exactly the same way. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this, we're on point here. So. This one I like. I don't love it. It's a little boring. I watched it, and then you're like, let's postpone it. I was like, sounds great. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't remember a thing, so I rewatched it again this morning, like half-ass rewatched it, and then like it all came back to me. Like You know how you do that when you watch a movie, and then you like kind of just like, you yeah. know what I mean, watch most of it again. Um, Three out of five. Three out of five, I will join you. Yeah, I like that. Like I'm the same as you. I like it. I, 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 can't, I can't in any way, shape, or form go above that there are some really cool elements in here it's just a bit messy and the ending's a bit eye-rolly um we have however two movies left in this box set the next one we will be tackling is autopsy um this one is from 1975 the 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 blurb on the website says a wave of sudden violent suicides have gripped rome and are being blamed on sunspots. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Simona, mm, what? Uh, yeah, sunspots. That's what's causing it. Uh, Simona, a young pathologist with an unhealthy obsession uh, obsession with death, has become increasingly interested in the strange phenomenon. But when the discovery of the body of a young woman, an apparent victim of a self-inflicted gunshot, Simona finds herself thrust into a terrifying mystery and conspiracy to cloak actual murders as suicides 
and the nearer she comes to unravelling the truth, the more in danger she is entering into the sights of a deranged killer who might be a lot closer to home than she realises. An expertly directed and at times staggeringly brutal thriller from Armando Crispino, who did The Dead Are Alive, Autopsy, which was made under the title Sunspots and released internationally as The Victim, stars, oh wow, Mimsy Farmer's in this, uh, of Four yep. Flies in Grey Velvet, Barry Primus, no relation to the band, from New York, New York, and Ray Lovelock. Good <laughs> of Let the Sleeping Corpses Lie featuring stunning fo- uh, photography by veteran Italian DP Carlo Carlini of The Bloodstained Butterfly which is a beautiful movie and an acclaimed score from Ennio Morricone who of all the movies he could have picked they picked a lizard in a woman's skin uh, Vinegar Syndrome is proud to bring Autopsy to Blu-ray fully uncensored and featuring its complete English and Italian language audio tracks fully intact I have Never seen this movie, and I something tells me I've heard of the victim though. So I'm wondering if I know this movie under a different title and not under Autopsy. The victim rings a bell. Um, have you seen this one? Is this one that's on your radar? You know much about it? Um, I seen it a long time ago when uh, Blue Underground put out the DVD, mm. and I don't remember a thing. I don't remember anything, and it was always one that people brought up as a good one, and I'm like. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I <can't> remember. remember. <laughs> like sometimes that happens if you watch a lot of Giallo, but this is also when, whenever that, this is over 10 years ago, like 12 years oh, ago. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So um, I, I remember always people bringing it up, but I don't remember shit about it. Mm. I, I, I kind of like I the concept. What, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of Adam West. Sunspots, case closed. <laughs> and what the fuck is a sunspot? What's a sunspot? I don't really know. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, no doubt they will explain it in meticulous and truly scientifically accurate detail in this movie. Exactly. I find it funny. It's going to be like that one fucking movie with the terrible science. What was the first one we watched that made none oh, of the science makes sense? In oh yeah, the, the the dead who could read photographs or whatever it was. What was the yeah. name of the? See, it's the, it feel it's not that long ago, but I can't. It's January. Which is like three months ago, and my brain is mush already. So. And Four Flies is fucked up like that too. Four yeah. Flies has got the fucking photographed eye shit, and mm-hmm. it's just like that. Also has Mimsy Farmer in here, so I don't know. It, it, maybe it was a sunspot. Maybe I feel was... like we'll have to look it up. <laughs> we'll find. I feel it. like it's some. Got, what the fuck is a sunspot? They've got a, a featurette on here on the director of Armando Crispino called Black Hole Sun. I see what you did, Vinegar Syndrome. I see what you did there. I'm watching. I hope you. it's less repetitive than the actual song. <laughs> In you know, as I get older, I just don't want to listen to that ever again. Yeah, it's, um, there was a time that angsty me thought it was amazing, and now almost 40-year-old me um, is a bit nauseous of it. <laughs> I was like, let's just put that away. Um, I you think know. you're a big Constantine fan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like, this is half good, half cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. Although Peter Stormare should always play the devil in everything. I've just decided right now it should be law. Or a nihilist. One of the two. <laughs> they might be the same they're thing. They're Nazis. They're nihilist, man. How do you how do you know do you, how do you know they're Nazis? They were threatening castration. 
man. Big Lebowski's great. It is. It's legit great. Uh, it's legit great. And that gets I'm, better with age and better with viewings, unlike it, Black Hole Sun with listening. <laughs> it, is the, it is the reverse Black Hole Sun, that movie. It is, it is, it will be named that. That's the new alternate foreign title. <laughs> alternate Black Hole Sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's bring this in. Let's bring this in. You do a lot of... But you're so busy with like on, I keep saying this every time one of your episodes pops up I look at the list of movies and I'm just like where is the time Dave <laughs> where is the time uh, let people know where they can check out what you're doing Mr. Parka on YouTube M-R-P-A-R-K-A watch a lot of movies give a lot of bad half-ass reviews where I forget that Ron Perlman's in uh, The Name of the Rose didn't mention him completely forgot he was in it by the time I went to review it even though he's in it he is. And then he's also, under a lot of prosthetics, so, so we'll let you off. Yeah. You know that's Ron Perlman, though. They just fucking yeah. put a fake nose on it, called it a day. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then I'm also on 22 Shots part time sometimes. We did the Return of the Living Dead franchise. Oh, how was that? How was that? Four and five are fucking horrible. I'm trying to remember if I've seen. Uh, what's the one no, with Eddie uh, Furlong? What one's he in? Oh, no, you're thinking of part three, and he kind of, the guy in part three looks like Edward Furlong, but he's not. It's not him. Ah, right. No. That's the one with the girl who is like beating, like Mindy Clark, and she's like getting the pain and for to avoid the hunger. Mm-hmm. I think, I think. Brian Usna. I'm trying, like my, like my memory of the, because the, we did it, I don't think, I, I, I maybe never seen parts four and five, but I think I've seen the definitely seen the original three is the the nun in the second one the nun with the nun is it, am I even on the right franchise <laughs> I don't think you know what's going on anymore There's, I don't recall a nun is she not a teacher there's a Michael Jackson zombie in part two well, I'm, I'm going to need to do research on this. It's been years since I watched them. Years since I watched them. I, want I just love this paper. idea. <laughs> like I've I've merged like some other franchise into. <laughs> I need a three thousand word essay. Oh no! It's um, It's Night of the Demon. Night of the Demon. It's what I'm getting muddled up with. Night of the Demons. Yeah. Part Night, two. Night of the Demons Part Two has a a, a nun. That and, movie breaks all its rules of the first movie. Like the first it, movie's like the humans can't leave whole house because the underwater and then part two immediately is like what rules yeah it, it does as what i call the um nightmare on elm street part two syndrome <laughs> people like that <laughs> you remember we set up some yeah. rules it's the second movie so they don't count i'm kind of with that there's the second movie it doesn't count um edward furlong's in and one of those is he not <laughs> i don't know Both why one, night of the demons yeah. he's in the remake there you go. So that's the franchise. Why am I getting that muddled up? No, I've only ever seen the first three, Return of the Living Dead. So Keep it that way. Oh, Promise me. I, <laughs> I, I Promise swear. me. You'll <laughs> never watch Return of the Living Dead 4 and 5 in your life. If it comes up as a Russian roulette franchise retro, I will have to do them, but I am in control of them, so I promise you right now we won't be doing them. <laughs> so... You should do them and then just act like four and five don't exist and ignore anyone who brings them up. <laughs> just like forget to record those ones. Uh, and just no, see just never bring, bring them up. Never bring them up. Like we're covering uh, Returning Dead films, one, two, and three, and people are like, what about four and five? You're like, don't even respond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you're breaking up. I'm going into a tunnel. Um, just it. block them. <laughs> just immediately block <laughs> Block like half your best friends. Like, block. I mean, uh, 
I, I don't know what, can anyone else get on the page? I mean, all I asked if he was doing parts four and five of Return of the Living Dead, and then all of a sudden, he's no longer my friend, I can't get access to the Facebook page. It's weird. Cut me out of the will. <laughs> Come here, the... <laughs> he's no longer my son's godfather. <laughs> all because he didn't want to waste an hour and 25 minutes on a shitty movie. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I've cut ties over... Less. <laughs> so, like, uh, I don't I, think you have. I'm, I'm really quick at no. I'm really quick at burning bridges. Um, I will burn those motherfuckers down quick like that. This is this is a situation I don't want to be involved with anymore. Burn. Um, and then you know you do all the other stuff that that comes with. That. I just won't get involved. People are fighting. I'm like I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Life is too short to fight on anything, I think, realistically. Especially online. Oh, like hundred percent online. Like that like that's a fool's errand. Like people that get too invested in that shit online, um like that that is that is time wasted doing something that literally will change nothing. Um so nah. Yeah, like save save your save yourself, <laughs> save yourself. Just don't post reply. the meme and leave. Yes, that's literally <laughs> <laughs> the pipe bomb meme and then walk out the door. Um, yeah, we're gonna be back in a couple of weeks' time to do autopsy from 1975. But until then, I'm gonna take my final break, and when I come back, I'm closing out the show, and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 281. A little continuation on the Forgotten Jelly box sets with my good buddy Dave Parker. We made a stop at Murder Mansion, the first of three movies in the final box set, box set number three. We will be back in a couple of weeks' time to continue our jaunt through this box set. Thanks for all the love and support on this series. Get some great feedback and it's great to read. So hopefully you got yourself one of those box sets and you're checking them out along with us. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you never miss any content coming out from under the stairs. You also get access to the entire back catalogue of Tea Putts content. Don't stop there. Subscribe to Tea Putts Collective, which is a sister feed to the show where I run shows like Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty, Chronicle, and Where to Begin With. All free and available for you. Hit subscribe. Your feed will fill up with the episodes as and when they drop. And like the podcast under the stairs, a plethora in the back catalogue to check out as well. You can visit our website. It's tputtscast.com. All the links to all the shows are there, including a link to Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts. It's the booze-based banter podcast with myself, the Baz, and the Mucky Pups, Scott Liam vs. Evil, as we sit down, get drunk, talk about weird news stories, regret, regrettable life choices, and get to your weird listener stories, feedback, comments, observations, etc. That is available through the website tputtscast.com. The merch page for Podcast Under The Stairs is tputtscast.bigcartel.com. This year we will do new merch. I know I say it all the time, but I will make it happen. Has to happen. Has to happen. But you can check us out on Facebook. In the meantime, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast is the podcast under the stairs. The Teaputs Collective is facebook.com forward slash tputtscast. And Jaws is shite and other regrettable outbursts is just simply facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. 
reach out and interact with myself and the bars on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TeaputsCast. The podcast under the stage will return on Thursday for a little bit of movie club action. The final instalment of our four-part series on Cronenberg. You guys have until Wednesday to get your reviews of Eastern Promises in. So I will speak to you then. Wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off. <laughs>